Hi, I'm Danielle Karen, and in this podcast, I'm going to share with you knowledge and tools that I believe should be accessible to everyone. They're fundamental and essential to being human. Embody Your Power is an integrative model that bridges science, spirituality, and ancient wisdom to give you the resources needed to live your fullest potential. As a psychotherapist for over 16 years and now as a coach, I help people know, reclaim, and embody their power on all levels. It's my mission to help you connect to your unshakable resilience, to know true power and freedom, to be sovereign, and to remember your divine nature. If you're wanting to learn tools to release layers of conditioning, heal from trauma, feel at home in your body, have inner peace, expand your capacity for joy, connect spiritually, and take a journey with me to embody your power, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining me. Together, let's raise our consciousness to help evolve humanity. Would you like your child to feel resilient in the face of life's challenges? Have you been taught how to access your own unshakable resilience? A resilience that is a true power, not pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, bouncing back from adversity, or surviving traumatic events, which are all about surviving something hard, not about truly facing, integrating, and thriving in the face of challenges. The resilience that I help people access is a fearlessness inside of them. It's our ability to be open-hearted and present with any type of emotional pain, fear, or vulnerability. It's not about fixing it or making it go away. True resilience doesn't need to push through, control, judge, or avoid anything. And in this episode, I'm going to reveal the number one way to help children access their own innate resilience. This is such a passion of mine. It's my mission to help our next generations have the knowledge, skills, nourishment, and resources to live their fullest potential. Providing this kind of support to children at a young age is essential to helping humanity evolve. If you're a parent, a caregiver, a nurse, a teacher, or anyone who works with children, let's look at how we can help them know their innate resilience. And if you don't have children, you're going to benefit from this episode as well, because I use the same process I'm going to outline here to help my adult clients access their resilience and show up for the various parts of their psyche so they aren't driven around by emotional pain and fear. In order to help children access their resilience, we need to know how to access our own resilience. From coaching and counseling people for over 16 years, I believe the root cause of suffering is emotional pain. Examples include feeling abandoned, rejected, unlovable, alone, wrong, unworthy, hopeless, ashamed, or insignificant. And because most people aren't taught how to be with their emotional pain, they develop parts of their psyche that try to fiercely avoid it. Examples of these parts show up as anxiety, depression, anger, avoidance, distraction, perfectionism, bullying, narcissism, people-pleasing, insomnia, 
obsessive compulsive disorders, eating disorders, and addictions. You have the power to help children reduce their chances of suffering from these conditions and increase their access to their own resilience. Although it's simple, it's not easy, and it takes some work on your part. Okay, so let's jump in and look at the number one way to help your child connect to their innate resilience. Imagine for a moment a child comes to you for help because they're suffering, they're crying, they're obviously in some type of pain. Can you imagine this scenario? Okay, I want you to pause for a moment and check in with yourself. What are you feeling in your body when a child you care about comes to you in pain? Are you having any feelings that are uncomfortable? Do you have any impulses to stop or avoid any of your own discomfort? How are you feeling toward the child? Do you have any impulses to stop your child from feeling their emotions? I believe that seeing somebody that we love and care about suffer is probably one of the most painful things that we can experience, especially if we feel helpless in the face of our loved one suffering. Therefore, I want to normalize that naturally it's going to bring up feelings for all of us, and I want to teach you how to work with these feelings so that you can best show up for the children in your life. But first, let's look at some common feelings and protective parts of our psyche that we can experience in this type of situation. Does anyone listening have a fix-it part? Most people can relate to this part, and especially most men. It often comes from a positive intention to help or protect someone. When a child is suffering, this part wants to try to fix the problem and make it go away or stop it. This part wants to make sure that our loved ones don't suffer and that we don't have to feel our own pain either. Win-win, right? Unfortunately, this avoidance of the pain is the opposite of accessing resilience. Does anyone have a minimizing part? This part may try to minimize the child's pain and situation they're in. This may sound like, oh, that's no big deal. That wasn't that bad. That's not scary. You're making a big deal of this. You're a big kid. You can handle it. Just get over it. Why are you crying? That didn't hurt. It's just a bee sting. It's just a shot. It's just a scrape. It's just a bump. I'm just leaving for a day. Be mindful of using the word just so you're not minimizing your child's experience. Perhaps this part thinks that if I minimize the pain, then the child's reaction to the pain will be less. When we minimize our child's experience, we're trying to avoid the pain without empathizing and putting ourselves in the child's shoes. As an adult, it might not be a big deal to you, so it's important to empathize and understand how the child is experiencing the situation by putting yourself in their shoes. How about anyone with an avoidance part? Avoidance parts try to ignore and avoid difficult things. In this case, a child when they're in pain. This part may believe if I just avoid them, They're going to get over it, and it's going to go away. I don't need to get involved. This might look like putting off giving the child your attention. Avoidance parts are wanting to protect you from your own feelings. See if you can pause and ask yourself what comes up for you 
when you see a child that you care about suffer. A distracting part tries to get the child's attention off the pain and onto something else. For example, distracting them with a phone, game, video, music, food, candy, or getting them to focus their attention on something else. This part most often is coming from a positive intention to help. And this part does have its place for helping a child manage their pain in certain situations. If you're distracting a child to help them regulate and titrate the intensity of the emotional pain so that they can feel a little and then shift their attention and then they can feel a little more, while you're coming from a place of not being afraid of their pain, this can be helpful. However, you want to be mindful and notice if you're doing this because you're afraid of your child's pain or your own, because this can send the wrong message and prevent a child from accessing their resilience. Some of us have a judging or criticizing part that will judge the child for being in pain. This part is often attempting to protect the adult from having to feel any empathy or pain because it's easy to turn off our emotions if we blame the child for their suffering. For example, we might say, I told you you shouldn't have been playing on that and that's why you got hurt. This is what you get when you don't listen. You didn't perform well because you were lazy and you didn't practice. Your friend is mean to you because you don't speak up for yourself. I don't believe what you're telling me. Stop crying. It's your fault that you're hurting. A shaming part may shame the child when they're suffering by saying things like, you're a big kid. You shouldn't be crying about this. Your sister didn't cry when this happened to her. You deserve to be bullied when you do that. You're the only one who has a problem with this. I've never seen anyone cry over that. You're the only one who does that. Everyone else can handle that. When you tell a child or anyone for that matter that they're the only one who does or feels something in a negative context, you're shaming them. This part is not only trying to protect the adult from their own feelings, it's aggressively attacking the child. Angry or violent parts can also attack the child when they're suffering. This could look like yelling, screaming, hitting, spanking, scaring, terrorizing, hurting, or abusing them. There can be many reasons for this type of part. Sometimes angry and violent parts have a negative association with vulnerability, and so when they see a child being vulnerable because they're suffering, this part can have a tremendous amount of aggression. Unfortunately, I've heard many stories from clients whose parents hurt or abused them in times when they needed love and support. If you know you have a part like this, it's important to work with this part so that it doesn't take you over and cause harm. As you can see, there's all sorts of ways that we can respond to a child who's experiencing some kind of pain or suffering. What's important to know about the ways we can respond that I listed above is that they all give the child a message that we're afraid of their pain. So now take a moment to put yourself in the kid's shoes. They're coming to you. They're vulnerable. They're in some type of emotional pain. They don't know what to do. How do you think it would feel if they get the message from their parent or trusted adult I'm afraid of your pain. Now, adults aren't usually coming out and saying that, so it's not an overt message. It's a covert, implied message that the adult sends to the child when they're responding to the child in the ways listed above. 
the child can pick up that the adult is afraid of their pain. How do you think this will impact the child? I would imagine that the child's going to feel a lot more anxious, panicked, and more fearful if they think, oh my goodness, I'm in pain, I'm going to an adult to help me, and they're afraid of my pain. This can cause a child to easily think, I should be afraid of it too. So now the child develops defenses to protect themselves from their emotional pain because the adults around them weren't able to show them another way to be with it. As I've mentioned in other episodes, these coping mechanisms and defenses are called protector parts of our psyche. And when they are present, we aren't able to access our core self and our innate resilience. So the impact is that the child will move further away from accessing their resilience. There are probably many more responses that I didn't name. But if you think of others, just ask yourself, is this going to give the child a message that I'm afraid of their pain? This can also be applied to anyone in your life, not just children, to show up in a supportive way and help the other access their resilience. Now let's look at what you can do to help children access their innate resilience. Again, imagine a child comes to you when they're suffering and crying and in pain. And instead of the above responses, you're able to access your core self, your resilience within you, and you're able to show up in a way that isn't afraid to be with the child's emotional pain and their fear. You're not afraid of their feelings. This might be surprising and hopefully it's relieving to hear this. You don't need to know what to do because you're not trying to fix anything. You're present and open-hearted, meaning you're connected to your heart and showing up in a way that's caring with this child. Next, you can invite the child to share the pain with you. You might say to the child, tell me how bad it is. I'm here with you. You're not alone. We can feel it together. Through your verbal and nonverbal communication, you're letting the child know that you're not afraid of their pain. See if you can put yourself in the child's shoes now. How do you think it would feel to be around an adult who isn't afraid of your pain? Maybe you wouldn't need to be afraid of your pain either. This is huge. If you can help a child not fear their emotional pain. This can truly change the course of someone's life. As a therapist and coach for over 16 years, this is at the root of all of my work. This is the gold I'm going for. I'm helping people learn how to be with their feelings without being afraid of them. By doing this, someone can truly heal and live from their core self. As a result, people are reclaiming and embodying their power. It's my passion to help people access their resilience to be with their worst pain and their greatest fear. If you can help your child feel that it's okay to be with their feelings and emotions, you've helped them profoundly. I really want to emphasize how incredibly significant this is. Most people live their lives trying to avoid their emotional pain, and as a result, they suffer and develop destructive coping mechanisms. So when you're helping your child be with their feelings and when they can be present with the feelings and sensations in their body, they're time-limited meaning they won't last forever. We can feel them and they'll move through us. When our awareness is connected to our body, feelings, sensations, and emotions move through us, especially in the presence of someone caring and supportive. 
However, when we disconnect our awareness from our body, those feelings stop and get stuck and cause all types of symptoms. When you can help a child be with their feelings and the feelings move through them, they can feel what it's like to be on the other side of the pain. You've just taught them how to be with their emotional pain and not be afraid of it. Now they're more equipped for the next challenge in life. I believe this to be the number one way to help a child access their own resilience, their own ability to be with their pain and emotions. If you put yourself in the child's shoes, how would this feel for you to have an adult who's loving and supportive and isn't afraid of your pain? Let me ask you, how would your life be different if you learned at an early age to not be afraid of your feelings and emotions? In order to help the children in your life access their resilience, you need to be able to access your core self, which is innately resilient. You being in your core self helps your child access theirs. What gets in the way of you accessing your core self? The protector and exile parts of our psyche, which I covered in episodes five and six. The important message here is to work with our own parts that are afraid of emotional pain so that we can be present with our children from our core self and model for them that it's okay to be with their emotional pain, that they don't need to be afraid of it. If you need help working with your parts, feel free to reach out. I love working with parents. We all have an innate intelligence to move things through to completion, as I explored in episode three, Wired for Survival and Completion. Experiences and feelings can often get stuck if we disconnect our awareness from our body. You can help your child bring their awareness to what they're feeling to help these feelings move through to completion. This helps them feel a sense of resolution with the event, and they're able to move forward with greater confidence. When you're with a child or anyone who's in pain, you can also try saying this mantra internally to yourself. I can be with your pain. You don't have to say it externally, although you can if you feel like it would be helpful. If you want to try saying it internally, see if it shifts your energy and the way you show up for your child. It has the power to shift your presence, and as we know, our energy can have a greater impact on children than our words. When you're with a child who's crying and not able to be soothed, try repeating this over and over in your head while being present with them and see how it goes. For those listening who don't have children, the same concept of not being afraid of a child's emotional pain applies to your core self not being afraid of the emotional pain of the parts of your psyche, especially the exiled parts who carry most of the emotional pain. This is a great analogy to keep in mind on how you want to show up for your parts. Be aware that we all have protector parts of our psyche that will try to avoid the pain at all costs. So these parts may also try to fix things, distract us, avoid feelings, criticize us, or we might experience being angry or aggressive toward ourselves. We need to work with our protector parts to get them to step back and trust us to be with the emotional pain of the exiled parts. Your core self is fearless in the face of your parts' fears and pain. If you can't feel that resilience, it probably means that you have a part taking you over. Being able to be with our emotional pain is truly at the root of our health and healing. It's my passion to help people connect to this unshakable resilience within them. 
a resilience that is fearless and can be present with our emotional pain, fear, and vulnerability. A resilience that is already wired in. It doesn't need to be built up or made stronger. It's more a matter of how much access we have to it. And when people are embodying their unshakable resilience, they help others around them access theirs. You can help your child access their resilience by embodying your resilience. I believe this information has the ability to help many people. Please help me in reaching more people by sharing it with others or writing a review. At the end of this episode, I offer a few action steps to take. I encourage you to work on noticing what parts come up for you when a child you love and care about is suffering with emotional pain. When working with your own pain, notice what protector parts come up. Get to know these parts through the steps I outlined in episodes five and six. Work to have these parts give you space and trust your core resilient self to be in the driver's seat and be with the pain. Bring your unshakable resilience to the children in your life and practice the mantra, I can be with your pain. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please consider assisting me in reaching more people by sharing it with others or writing a review. Together, let's raise our consciousness to help evolve humanity. For more information, please visit my website, daniellekaren.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-C-A-R-R-O-N.com.